What's up, everyone, and welcome to Good Morning on Purpose, a daily podcast that aims to evoke a sense of positivity and possibility in your day. This is my first ever attempt at podcasting and serves as a process for me personally to overcome some obstacles and difficulties that I've experienced over the last many years, months, or even days. If nothing else, I can promise a positive or motivational message, an atmosphere of honesty, and a friendly hello from someone you've likely never met. Although there are many things in life that are likely out of your control, your perspective is yours alone, and from that perspective, the choices we make and the things we think impact our daily outcomes. So with that in mind, and without further ado, from me to you... Good morning. Today is Thursday, February 28th, 2024, and it's in the upper 50s today. A little drizzly, but still a great day. Any day in the late time of the winter when it's warm is a pretty decent day in the area I live in. And this is episode 60, which I'm very excited about. I've done 60 straight days of this podcast, so as far as consistency goes, I'm feeling pretty good. I also want to take a moment to thank everyone so far who's tuned in pretty consistently to this podcast as it's been developed. I really appreciate it. It's given me the drive and motivation to keep this project going. At one point in my life, I was interested in getting a graduate degree in public health. Partly because I've done work in the healthcare industry and it feels like there's a need for a level of connectedness with allied health. When you're working with your massage therapists, your acupuncturists, your personal trainers, your chiropractors, your physical therapists, sometimes that information's not transferred effectively between them and your more common healthcare practitioners, like your general practitioner, your doctor, or even like surgeons. It's just sometimes information isn't transferred or traded back and forth really effectively, which I found to be problematic at times when I was working with certain types of clients. Someone who serves as kind of the pinnacle of public health in a lot of ways is the Surgeon General. This individual is the operational head of the United States Public Health Service Commissioned Corps. They're the leading spokesperson on matters of public health in the federal government, and they play a pretty critical role in safeguarding and improving the health and safety of Americans. They're appointed by the President of the United States and confirmed by the Senate They serve a four-year term and hold the rank of Vice Admiral, which is pretty dope. They're responsible for reporting to the Assistant Secretary of Health and advise them on public health and scientific issues. They oversee the uniformed health professionals who can be deployed in public health emergencies. They award authority for several public health awards and decorations, and they also educate the public about health issues, and advocate for healthy lifestyle choices. The Surgeon General generates a report on a semi-regular basis that tells you about the major health concerns that we should be concerned about, as well as advice for healthcare professionals and the general public on things to be concerned about. The current Surgeon General is Vice Admiral Vivek Murthy. They were confirmed by the Senate in March of 2021, and they're the 21st Surgeon General of the United States. Their mission is to provide clear, consistent, and equitable guidance based on the best scientific information available. However you feel about politics and misinformation and all kinds of other things, which especially cropped up during the pandemic, this is an individual whose advice we should heed because it's supposed to be based on scientific evidence and the general best interest of the American public. 
The Surgeon General reports are influential documents that shape public health policies. They bring together expertise from the science fields as well as medical and public health professionals. And some notable reports from the last few years include addiction, youth mental health, and health misinformation. The most recent advisory was issued in May 3rd of 2023. Dr. Murthy raised an alarm about the devastating impact of the epidemic of loneliness and isolation in the United States. They called for action to address this public health crisis and laid out a framework for a national strategy to advance social connection. They also did a report on smoking cessation, which focused on strategies for quitting smoking and promoting tobacco cessation. I'm not necessarily going to talk about smoking habits for different people because that's a lifestyle choice, but loneliness is absolutely a topic I'd love to talk about today, and I can even speak on from personal experience. Even before the COVID-19 pandemic, half of U.S. adults reported experiencing measurable levels of loneliness. Disconnection can fundamentally affect our mental, physical, and societal health. It can cause poor or insufficient connection, which increases the risk of heart disease, strokes, dementia for older adults, and premature death by different percentages, up to 60%. For mental health, loneliness and isolation contribute substantially to mental health challenges. You have risk of developing depression, which is double that of those who rarely or never feel lonely. And social isolation and childhood increases the risk of depression and anxiety, both immediately and in the long term. The Surgeon General's Framework for Action laid out a national strategy to advance social connection. The recommendations included advice for individuals, the government, workplaces, health systems, and community organizations. For individuals, it's recommended that we foster meaningful connections in daily life. Fostering meaningful connections is not just up to the lonely individual, but the people that aren't lonely, that have clubs or friend groups that do hangouts, even just someone that you know that you haven't connected with, maybe you haven't sent them a message in a long time or connected with them on social media, it doesn't take much time to schedule a message to someone that you know is having a hard time. I can speak to this as I've been losing my vision for the last four to five years, had a death in the family, and of course we all went through the COVID-19 pandemic where we were isolated and had social distancing and stay-at-home orders, and that was five years or less ago from the recording of this podcast. For the government, it's recommended that we prioritize social connection as a public health issue. I'm not 100% sure how the public health community would address this issue, but I can think of some examples. Things like group fitness classes, like even things like yoga or meditation classes, which I went to one of those last week in, on Wednesday, and it was an interesting experience being in a room with 100 people, sitting on cushions and following the instructions of a Sri Lankan Buddhist monk. Things like social mixers or networking events, hangouts for single people, hangouts for couples, inviting your friends to go for a walk or go to a free museum or event in your local community. Just the simple act of being out for lonely people makes a huge impact and ties into some of what I've talked about on this podcast. The impact of saying good morning to a neighbor or a friend or someone that you see on a regular basis, being friendly to a coworker or paying it forward at your local coffee shop can make a huge impact in someone's life when they're experiencing a huge level of loneliness. In workplaces, creating environments that promote well-being can also help with loneliness, according to the Surgeon General. 
Promoting well-being at work might include having lunch stipends or even lunch events where people can converge in a communal space to chit-chat or even just share their food, as well as organizing events for employees so that coworkers can get to know each other a little bit better. For health systems, integrating social connection into healthcare was an advice also by the Surgeon General. For me, this goes back to community centers, gyms, spas, and wellness centers, running events and giving people opportunities to not only address their personal health or receive services from a practitioner, but to meet other people, to get education about their mental and physical health, and just be out in the world around other people. And finally, it's recommended that community organizations prioritize facilitating community engagement. If you're on a local board or a city council, keeping in mind that up to half of the adults in your community might be suffering from loneliness. They don't have a strong sense of social connection. A lot of the interaction that they have with people might be through text, mes text messages, social media, or with nobody at all. These are all individuals who, by some way or another, are experiencing a sense of loneliness. For some of them, they may be going through hardships in their life that has them disconnected from other individuals. For other people, maybe they don't have a strong community, a whole lot of family or friends to communicate with, and they're just going through their daily grind at work. There are also still a number of people who are unemployed, who may be sitting at home looking for jobs or even disabled, like a lot of the visually impaired or blind individuals that I've met recently, who may really struggle to organically and on their own find these social connections. Dr. Vivek Murthy emphasized that relationships are a source of healing and well-being. It's important to prioritize social connection, that it was crucial, and that it's akin to addressing other critical public health issues like tobacco and obesity. He concludes by stating that together we can build a country that's healthier, more resilient, less lonely, and more connected. The Surgeon General's advisory is open to the public so you can read this document for yourself and see all of the things that the Surgeon General has recommended as early as last year, which is really, really recent. If you feel as though this isn't an issue for people, it may be important for you to consider that just because you're not feeling lonely or you're not experiencing this in your own life, that other people aren't experiencing this issue. To talk about my personal experience, during the COVID-19 pandemic, and since, and from well before, I have a partner that I've been with consistently. I have some very close friends that I've kept in strong touch with, and I'm also an individual who does coaching, so I've had a fair number of clients that I have been working with, and some of whom I am, to some degree, their social connection. Additionally, like many people, I've had a death in the family over the last five years. Sitting with grief and the loss of my vision over the last few years has been really difficult, and without the people in my life that have been there for me in difficult times, difficult days, while there are some days that are bright or happy or I've been really productive, there are also really dark days that are difficult and lonely and kind words or thoughts that are honest and genuine from people who genuinely care about me have been really meaningful and impactful. Some people listening to this, wildly enough, don't necessarily remember a world before social media or cell phones. I want to emphasize the importance of seeing and being in physical space with other individuals. As someone who has had a lot of difficulty seeing, there became a time where it was even difficult to read text messages, to be on social media and be able to see the page properly, and so digital electronic communication 
was really difficult unless I was having a phone call conversation with someone. Even Zoom calls were somewhat challenging at times. So for all the people out there who are feeling good or who have those social connections set up already and are feeling good about their lives and aren't experiencing a sense of loneliness, consider reaching out to the people in your lives who you haven't contacted in a little while, a close friend or a family member who you haven't had a conversation with in a matter of months. Check in on them and just see how they're doing. It can just take a few minutes, and as a slight life hack, you can even schedule text messages to people in case you are really busy or don't really have the time. Taking 10 or 15 minutes to schedule some messages to go through maybe once a week or once every few days to a few key people who you might be thinking about who you haven't been in touch with might be a way to spark that social connection that kicks someone out of some loneliness that may be severely impacting their mental and physical health. And for anyone out there who's experiencing the sense of loneliness, who's on a grind where they don't have many conversations that are showing a sense of care, compassion, or friendship towards them, I'd encourage you to hang in there. Find ways to create those social connections, get out there to groups, or even just email some people or find some groups online. You can even email me at goodmorningonpurpose at gmail.com, and I'm guaranteed to send you an email back. I've joined some groups online, both for recreation and for connection with other individuals who have visual disabilities and impairments, and while I'm on the road to recovery and moving towards getting back out in the world, I've gotten a really strong snapshot into what it's like to be stuck in a sort of bubble. And for some people, that social isolation bubble that we all experienced during COVID-19 hasn't necessarily popped and may never really change for them. And as I said earlier, according to the Surgeon General, more than half of adults in the U.S. have reported that loneliness before the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't know how many young people under the age of 18 listen to this podcast or will in the future, but I also want to give a shout out to you. I can't imagine how difficult life has been over the last few years or what it's like to experience bullying in your school system or really malicious bullying online, but it's important for you to know that there are people out there who don't act like that and who genuinely will care about the unique person that you are and the things that you have to offer to society. Sociologists will really feel this when I say that some societies are geared towards being more individualistic, whereas others are more collectivistic. And no matter which society you live in, it's really easy to feel a sense of loneliness. When you're in an individualistic society, a lot of people's behaviors are geared towards taking care of themselves boosting their own careers or income or their own sense of well-being, whereas collectivistic societies often push people to focus more on the general collective than on themselves. As I've said many times, I'm not a doctor or a psychologist or therapist or anything that has any authority over telling you exactly what to do with your life, but I'm really confident that if we can all take moments in our days or our week to step outside of our own concerns and understand that we all live in a global ecosystem of connectedness. And from there can take actions that show empathy, kindness, and understanding towards our friends and family members. We can kick this epidemic of loneliness, improving our lives and the lives of everyone around us, which is guaranteed to make everyone have a good morning on purpose. The music today was by Scott Buckley, and you can find more information about the tracks that I used in the show notes. Additionally, a lot of these podcast episodes, most, almost all of these podcast episodes are kind of straight off the top of my head after maybe a little bit of research or Googling or just something that I felt strongly about. 
but just from reading the Surgeon General's report, this is an issue I feel really, really strongly about. This isn't a cry for help for me, but it's a call to action for you. If you can think of anyone in your life who may be having a hard time, who's going through it in life, or who doesn't have a lot of great people around them boosting their signal or giving them strong advice, you don't necessarily have to feel responsible for the outcome, but I urge you to look at the other people in your life and recognize that they're people just like you with emotions and needs. The other half of taking care of yourself, especially when you've managed to build a life for yourself where you are good and you're moving towards your goals and objectives, is to bring other people with you. Thank you so much for being patient with today's message. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.